say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Welcome to Success Secrets Exposed with Sally A. Curtis, where we share stories of challenge, success, and inspiration, along with practical tips and strategies to move you forward to your success. And now, here's your host, Sally A. Curtis. Good evening, good morning, and good day. Thank you so much once again for joining us for a terrific show we've got it planned for you today. I have a, a very, very dear friend of mine, Julian Mather, uh, joining us today. And to say I am giddily excited is going to be an understatement. So if you're like me and you've um, looked at doing video and perhaps looked at the tech side of video and been a bit apprehensive, um, even for myself as a speaker, it's been an area that's been uh, wrought with fear and unknown. I have Julian on uh, to share with you today who um, excites me because he provides really great practical tips on how to be a video expert and how to use video as well as how to use practical everyday items to get your video broadcasting happening. So let me share a little bit uh, about Julian. Um, another reason I've invited him on the show today, he has he has had three transformational um, transitions and journeys in his life. He's gone from being behind the camera to being in in front of it. He's gone from being a public servant to an entrepreneur, and he's also gone from a stutterer, stutterer to a professional speaker. So somebody that has gone through uh, the challenges of, uh, and succeeded out the other side. So let me share a little bit about his um, background as it relates to our conversation today. Julian Mather has seen the world through many lenses. 
through a telescopic sight as an army, uh, army sniper, through the TV lens as a globe-trotting videographer for ABC TV, National Geographic and BBC, even through the smoke and mirrors as a professional magician. He is now very much the video magician and he turns smartphones into TV studios and camera-shy beginners, just like me and probably just like you, into video stars so you can shorten your sales cycle, boost your brand awareness and get to market faster. Welcome, Julian. Lovely to have you here. Oh, Sally, I'm stoked to be here. I'm thrilled. I, as uh, as I've alluded to, um, and I just to share with the listeners, I love the practical tips, and we see you quite uh, almost daily on LinkedIn sharing some of your insights. So, I uh, I welcome you, and as I said, I'm I'm giddy um, just knowing the knowledge that you have in that brain of yours, and how you can make it easier for us. So, Jillian, can I ask you to share a little bit of your backstory as to how and why you've become the video magician? Wow. All right. So let's get look. I, nor, normally, where I start is is at school, but just very briefly to say that I did really well at school. If you don't count learning, and so school, yeah, school was not uh, uh, you know tailor made for me. And so what I did was I became a chronic truant. Like I was masterful at wagging school, at skipping classes. But where I took myself was to the State Library. And I went there uh, for weeks on end and I studied every book I could on photography, on photojournalism, because I had this desire that I wanted to be a photojournalist. And I would read the books and reread them and then study the information hidden between the lines. And what I worked out is if I wanted to be a photojournalist, it was not going to happen in Brisbane, Australia, where I live, because all the pictures that I were looking in were all these exotic locations around the world. So my key was to get out of Brisbane. And so that's what I uh, put my head to. And I had no, had no idea how I was going to do it. One day I was walking down the street. I saw a bus shelter and on the side of the bus shelter was an army recruitment poster and it had these soldiers walking through a pine forest. Now, in Australia, we have eucalypt trees and eucalypt forests and pine trees looked exotic. And so I thought, well, where those soldiers are is exotic. That's where photojournalism happened. So a week later, I'd signed up to the army and that's when the yelling started and it didn't stop for a couple of years. And I was in the army. Uh, wasn't uh, went in to be a photographer, but got put in the infantry, and wasn't really that happy there. So looked at where uh, I could go that got me out of the chain of command. I didn't like the chain of command too much, and I found that being an army sniper was meant you worked independently. And so I set my sights on doing that. It was very hard, and I got there, did that. Uh, thought that that was not my view that I wanted through life after a couple of years of looking through like the narrow lens and uh, traded that for the wide angle lens of a TV camera. Took me a bit of ducking and diving and weaving, but I got into television and for two and a half decades became a documentary cameraman. I had what I called the second best job in the world. They would literally put a plane ticket in one hand, money in the other, kick me out the door and say, go tell people's stories. It was a great gig, but 
what it did was it put me in contact with a lot of amazing people who were in front of my camera affecting change in the world and you watch this week in week out for year upon year and it begins to affect you and so i started asking myself how can I affect change in the world? And so I had these ideas and plans uh, and, you know, this percolated, you know, for years until one day I realised that I had to make a decision and I walked away from television at the top of my career and I took a program into schools to teach philanthropy to school children. And I took it into uh, schools to deafening silence. It was a commercial failure. And after pushing it for a couple of years, my TV career had sailed off into the distance and I was left with no money, no job, and I had to reinvent myself. Well, one of the things I used to do as a cameraman was because, get this, apparently people don't trust the media. (gasps) I know. (laughs) And so I always used to carry a little bit of magic with me. And I found that doing some magic at times helped build bridges, build rapport, break down barriers, all those sorts of things. So I took those basic skills, built upon them, and then ended up being a professional magician for five years. Uh, Learned a lot doing that, but it wasn't really what I wanted to do. I wanted to affect change. And so that led me on to having a YouTube channel, which uh, in its time was very successful. Still up there now, got 30 million views and 140,000 subscribers. And that led me on to creating uh, the world's first online training academy for professional children's entertainers. So we took people all around the world who were stuck, who had harbored this desire to be a professional kids entertainer, and we gave them the skills and also the mindset uh, and the, uh, 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 the belief that they could do it. And we transferred them to being unstuck, to... Uh, being sometime part-time, full-time professional kids entertainers. I sold that business about four or five years ago, and now I've repackaged all those transformation skills that I had learned and that process, and on the top of that, piggybacked video, because now we're moving into this video age and we have a world full of people, and I would say particularly they're normally about 40 to 60 years old who are faced with this this concept that they have to start using video and they're honestly terrified on many fronts. And I want them to know that they don't have to be terrified. Uh, And so I spend an awful lot of time simplifying video down to make it accessible for people so they can go to bed at night and not have to worry about this. Absolutely. And I've just busily written down a key word that I just heard uh, through your uh, story then that you're a transformational change maker. And that was something that really rings true for everything that I've seen you do demonstrate and everything you share. You do help people transform themselves, their business uh, and their message. And you do it in such an eloquent and simple way. So thank you um, very much for, for that. So I'd love you to share some of the um, some of the, I suppose, perhaps some of the challenges with those people that you're seeing, what are the common challenges that they have and how are you helping them transform and transfer uh, transfer your knowledge to, to assist them? So if you talk about, if, if, if we talk about uh, collectively as a business, I mean, the first thing with a business and they go, oh, okay, oh, okay, we've got to get into this video thing now is that they immediately default to this 20th century thinking, which is outsourcing. You know, we always got someone to make videos for us. 
but unfortunately, that's that's about 10 years behind. We have moved on terrifically from that. So one of the first things I have to do is I have to do almost a strategy session and paint the new world that's out there. There's a new game and there are new rules. Uh, and then uh, show people that the way we use video in, in business now has changed completely as well. Because even five years ago, if you talked about it, about video, people would think, well, so what do I need? I need a video for my website homepage. And they would get that done and they would dust yeah, their hands off and there you go. We've, we're, we're done. But it's gone from being tactical, one thing like that, to now being strategic, where you use video right throughout your business, throughout sales processes, to uh, engage and employ people, to give CEO messages. I mean, the list just goes on and on. So it's getting them to realize this. And then it's getting them to understand that video superpower. And video superpower is show, don't tell. So video is not pictures. Uh, sorry, video is not radio. Video doesn't need a thousand words. Video's power is pictures. So show, don't tell. And so it's getting them into a mindset of when they have information they want to get out there to start thinking in pictures to do that. So that as a business is where you start. But where you start with an individual is different because the individual immediately thinks, number one, oh, I, I've never been any good at video and I never will. Uh, and then uh, what they also uh, come to realize that the new way we do video is not just making video, it's actually being on video. It's communicating via video. And I'll explain why that is in a moment. But what people get stuck on is they just have this terrible, terrible fear of being on video. It is worse than people's fear of public speaking. And here's why, because when you do public speaking and whether that's standing up in front of three people or a, a, a meeting room full of a dozen people or standing on in a stage in front of hundreds of people, it's that same fear, this physiology takes over, the blood rushes to your head, all those things. You experience the same thing when you start recording videos, but it's like the hamburger with a lot. Like you get all the extras and the extras with video is you have to relive it. It's there to watch over and over and over again. And so helping people get uh, over this belief that they're no good with video mm -hmm. uh, and then getting them to believe, uh, getting them to understand that there's no better time in history. This this is your time. If you're listening out there and you're and you're thinking, yeah, look, look, he's painting a nice picture here, but it's still not for me. Please understand that this is the time in history because the consumer's desire for how they want their video. They want video more authentic and real. And we, we, we can discuss this further. But that means that you have this ace up your sleeve. No one is like you. It's like your thumb. It's like your fingerprints. No one has got your fingerprint. And your personality, the way that you came out of the womb into the world is unique. But we spend our lives trying to be someone else. And so what I do is I work with people to get them to believe that who they are, like they are, with all their lumps and their bumps and their wrinkles of their life well lived, is their ace that they've got up the sleeve. Now the time is to play that now. 
Absolutely. Thank you. And I love the superpower of uh, telling your story in pictures and that in itself simplifies the process for me. Um, I think from my own experience uh, with starting with video, and I'm still only at that very beginning stages, is that uh, like anything, we over, well, particularly I do, we overcomplicate what is actually required. And I had a, um, an epiphany this morning when I was uh, just preparing is that I actually do more preparation at the back end than I do the front end. And if I prepped more at the front end and was clearer with the message or the pictures, I wouldn't then have to do more editing at the back end. And it suddenly oh, dawned you, on me. <laughs> Go for it. You, you have nailed it. The biggest cost for for individuals and business when it comes to making video is that they don't do the planning. They don't do simple scripting at the start. They don't understand the architecture of a video and that costs them dearly in the editing process because when you shoot video poorly, when you go to the, the edit, it's actually all woven and tangled together in this mat, like this big wad of this video and you've got to, it's like, you know, start unpicking it little bit by little bit. And it's so time consuming. So if you had start exactly what you say, spend the time, understand the basic structure of video, what you're trying to achieve out of it. And none of this is hard. This is the thing. You are all video experts because you've watched movies and TVs all your life. You once it's explained to you, you go, oh, that's what I'm looking at. And when it's explained to you, then you go, oh, it's just all these building blocks. And they're used over and over and over again. So mm-hmm. how can I make those building blocks? And I just want to go back and, and, and nail one other thing that you were talking about. And nice. that was, um, you know, keeping it simple. You said keeping it mm-hmm. simple. And that is so critical. And this is built into everything I do. And regardless of whether it's video or whether it was magic or whether it's change, This was taught to me when uh, I was an army sniper. And they used to say that simplicity equals reliability equals a greater chance of success. I'm going to say it again because it's really important. Simplicity equals reliability equals a greater chance of success. If you keep everything, and I'm talking from your, uh, you know, the video tech that you have, you know, the camera and the sound, your mindset, the way you approach it, if you keep everything simple, less can go wrong. And there are so many moving parts in video. There's a lot of opportunity for things to go wrong. So the simpler you keep it, just over time, you are going to have far more success. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, totally agree. And I I can really, really relate to how um, I love how you described unpicking the mat. Definitely been there, definitely thrown my hands in the air and wondered what I was doing video for. But thank God for the epiphany this morning, realizing that I was actually doing video wrong because I was doing the planning at the wrong end which wasn't planning, was unpicking, as you say. So, Julian, can you also share with us um, some of the, uh, or bust some of the myths as it relates to the type of, uh, or to the tech, et cetera. I've just got a couple of your little notes here that I've heard you say a number of times before as it relates to the um, the uh, smartphone has a better camera than the Hubble space station and that more people on the planet have smartphones than they actually own a tooth- toothbrush. And this is why you're such an advocate of using smartphones. Would you like to expand on that for us? 
Well, it ties in exactly what we're talking about with simplicity. So I've used the best cameras in the world. So I was, you know, when I was in television doing documentaries, I was, uh, you know, without blowing my horn, a very highly rated um, um, documentary cameraman. And uh, with that came access to, you know, um, you know, really great equipment. And I've used all that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And this is a trap that people fall into, because what's the first thing we do when we want to learn about video? What's the first thing we do when we want to learn about anything? We go onto Google and we type in how to make video, how to do this. Now, what happens is, and anyone, if you're sitting there now and you're listening, do this right now. Type in how to make a video or something like that. And I guarantee that on the first page of Google, uh, go go to videos, you know, tap on the, the video tab. And all the videos that come up, the first page, you have a look, it's going to be men 18 to 35 years old who are going to be teaching you. Now, what they are is obsessed with technology. Now, I know this because I was a man. I still am a man, but I was 18 to 35 years old once. And I know exactly what the mindset is. And so they're very obsessed with technology and they're very obsessed with creativity. So what they're teaching you is how to get the best looking pictures for making Hollywood movies. That's their mindset. If you've got a business, you don't need that. That is a suck on your time. It is overkill. What you need is simple disciplines and techniques that you can quickly and efficiently make videos that are going to generate you some return out the the other end. And so this is why I'm such an advocate of the smartphone, because number one, if you say you're going to get into video, you're going to go, well, what gear do I need to get? And I could give you a list of all these fancy cameras. Now, you would spend a month researching those. So that's a month that you're not making videos, which could be generating income for you. So you've already got a smartphone in your pocket. They are absolutely brilliant. Are they as good as the best uh, Hollywood cameras? No. Best Hollywood cameras are cameras. Smartphone, first and foremost, is a phone. But... For business, hands down, nine out of 10 times, I will always go to a smartphone. The only camera I own now is a smartphone. I have three of them. I have no other cameras. I use them for everything that I do. So if you learn the basic techniques on a smartphone, it is far more valuable for you to use that than spending all the time on on other technology. So they are absolutely brilliant. Now, Here's why you should also think about investing um, your your video efforts into a smartphone, because the future of video is changing. It used to be what we called optical videography or photography. So it's very simple. Um, you know, like your you know, if you think of a camera, you have a box, some sort of box, and it's got a lens on the front, and in that box you put a digital sensor, a piece of film. It's a camera. Well. You can't make digital sensors any better than they are now. They've about peaked out. You can't make the glass and lenses any clearer or any sharper. And the human eye sees as sharp as it's going to see. So optical photography has literally got to a standstill. But the other new way things are going is computational photography. That's where you take the image out of that camera and you apply computing power to it. Now, computers 
are in their infancy. We are now uh, going into quantum computers. We've got computers that design other computers. You apply that computational power to images. This is where all the future in video, and particularly video for business, this is where it's going. And where do you get that computational power? It's in your smartphone. It's one of the first places that it comes out. So right now, if you're thinking, i got to get into this game, what is the best camera? The smartphone you probably have in your hand and you're probably scrolling through right now as you're listening to me. That's what you should be using. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And I love um, some of your the practical tips that you've certainly been sharing very, very regularly on LinkedIn in how to set yourself up using the blue tack. Um, and one of the very first ones I remember, which I think I got either was a conversation with you or, or I read in your uh, book, Get Video Smart, was using your upside down takeaway take cups with a little cut in it and actually putting your your phone into to that. You can probably articulate and explain that better than me. Um, yeah, so- I'm just going to jump in there to, just to tell right. people why 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 all these simple things are important. Because if you can use your smartphone and learn to make quality, effective videos with only your smartphone and what you can find around you, mm. you know what that gives you? It gives you speed. And yeah. what is speed in business? It is a huge edge. Now, if you learn these basics, sure, you can upgrade and make it all, you know, fancier. But if you've got these uh, uh, basics, you can be agile. You can be fast. And this is incredibly important. Sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, I'm super glad you did because from a practicality point of view, that's what I, um, I love is I love the practical, the resourcefulness, the get into action, you know, let's keep moving and generating opportunities for ourselves. And that's what I see as- Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. It's one of your shining lights and that inner genius that I gravitate to. So no, thank you so much for sharing that. So can you also share with us um, what or how people can start to develop good video habits? Yeah, and and habits are incredibly, and this is what it is, because small habits done daily win. This is not about uh, making, you know, thinking oh, I'm just going to make, you know, the best video. And this is where people get stuck as well. They think, like, if I'm going to get in video, my first video has to be really good. <laughs> and, you know, the thing is, your first video is never going to be really good because if it was, I may as well just go out and, and disca- discount the life that I've led. I mean, it's taken me decades to get good at this. If you think you're going to go and make a great video first up, uh, well, you may. I mean, far be it from me to tell you what what you can do. But I would say it's better to build momentum and just start putting videos out there and know that your your 100th video is going to be way better than your first video. And this is the biggest surprise for most people is that if you're stuck starting with video to get to unstuck, do you know what that gap is? All right, so it's not money. It's not you don't have to buy fancy equipment. It's not being born with a gift to be able to present eloquently on camera. It's 10 videos. So 
over the years working with people, I found that if people actually start making videos and make about 10 videos, now, I mean, not one, it, not a hundred, but about 10 videos, they're gone. They are video liberated. It's a very mm -hmm. fast learning curve because every video you make is the best teacher. You make it and you look back and you go, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Oh, I see what happens now. I do that and that. I don't do that. It's very fast, the the learning curve. So the number one thing you got to do is you got to start. And then grab your smartphone. Now, this is very easy. Always remember this. Listen for, look out, lock off. So any location you're going to do a video in. Now, when I'm talking these videos, I'm talking about videos where you're going to present to the camera. You're going to speak to the camera and, and say something, deliver a message. Why? Because 95% of the videos you are going to make over the next decade are going to be those sorts of videos. This is what people want. There's a common name for these. They're called confessional videos. It's like, you know, you're you're spilling your guts type thing, you know, to, to the, the, the world. So uh, to do that, listen for, look out, lock off. So number one is listen for, listen for background sounds. You want a quiet location, and this comes back to that unweaving that tangle. If you have noisy background locations, like someone with the whippersnipper next door, people talking in the background, a radio going, uh, traffic accelerating up a hill, you can't take that out. Well, you can, but it takes an awful lot of effort to take that out. It is far easier not to put it in in the first place. So the biggest thing, and and don't worry about microphones. If you hold your smartphone at arm's length in a quiet location, that's not echoey. So don't do it in the middle of a basketball court. You know, like that's like a sports hall. So uh, if you do it something that's quiet and and reasonably uh, uh, not live like that, the microphone is really good. People will hear you perfectly clearly enough. The next thing you want to do is you want to look out. So if you don't know anything about lighting. Look for a window and look out of it. So face the window and have the light coming back on you. So have the camera at the window. You're standing a few paces back looking out. Then that light from that window, or it could be a doorway, or you might your factory and it could be a, a big roller door. Stand back and let the light from outside come back and light you because you're the most important thing in the video. Don't worry about what's behind you. Make sure, well, you know, make sure there's no one, you know, be, behind you, you know, giving rude signs or something like that. But uh, just let the light come on you. And then the third thing you want to do is you want to lock off. So you want to lock off your camera. You don't want to handhold. The reason for this is distractions dilute your message. So anything that happens on the screen that is distracting, so it could be your hair flopping around in the wind, you could have jingle, jangle, bangles on that people are going, oh, what's that noise? Any distraction and hand-holding your camera is a distraction. It dilutes your message. And in business, this is important because we're making videos for a commercial reason. And Anything that distracts from your message, what the heck are you making the video for in the first place? Because you're probably not making it to entertain people that's out there. So those things, listen for, look out, lock off. Just do that and your videos are going to improve a whole heap. So let's just, you, you want to deep, deep dive a little bit into each of those? Absolutely. Yeah. So if, uh, uh, 
I'm not even going to go into microphones at the moment because it's too much of a rabbit hole. The one thing I will say is don't listen to most people's information online. It's so ill-informed about what you should be getting. A quiet location is the best thing you can do. And I'll just expand upon that echoey room. So clap your hands. And if you hear, you know, if you're in the middle of a basketball court and you clapped your hands, you know, you'd hear that reverb, like that echo, that trailing echo. So if you're in a room, the first thing you do is listen for all those, you know, um, tell people to be quiet, clap your hands. And if you hear that it rings like a big echo because it's very hard surfaces, you just want to soften it up. Now, I can't tell you the thousands of people's homes and offices I've been into over the years, and we've grabbed cushions off couches and rugs and people's jackets and anything to break up surfaces, hard Mm. surfaces. It softens the sound. And you clap your hands again. Even doing that simple thing, you'll hear that that echo uh, uh, is gone. So that's one thing you can do there. So let's go to the lighting now. How do you look good? If you've only got one light, what about if you've got no lights? So you've always got lights, you've got lights in your house, you've got lights in your office, desk lamps, desk lamps are brilliant. I steal my kids' desk lamps all the time. They never know where they're going. I'm using them in videos. So if you've got one light, how do you look good with one light? Wherever your phone is, it's got the lens on it. So you set your phone up and remember you've, you've, you've steadied it somehow so you're not hand-holding it. Put the light directly over the phone or if you're using your webcam, directly above your webcam so it's shining in your eyes. You want to see a big bright light in your eyes and you're going to go, huh, but I don't like bright lights in my eyes. Well, let me redefine your relationship with bright lights. If I tell you that having that light shining bright in your eyes makes you look younger, do you have a different relationship with bright lights in your eyes now? Most people Absolutely do. I do, yes. That's it. So uh, you put that light to shining bright in your eyes. And in, in photography, it's called a glamour light. And if you, in, 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 it's, uh, it's the first place you put a light, just above the lens, a little bit higher. Uh, so that's one way you can do that. Now, how do you do it if you've got no lights at all? Right, so if you're inside, the first thing you do is draw the curtains uh, close some doors, make your room a little bit darker and then go to your web, your computer, sit at your computer and say you're using your webcam, then open up a Word document or a word processing document and open up a new document with nothing on it. And what you want to do is expand that blank document so it fills the whole screen. And then on your computer keyboard, you've got a brightness button, like up and down brightness tap, tap, tap the brightness up and have a look at the picture that you see. You'll see that that light lights your face. It's like a beautiful big soft light coming back at you. And so that's one way in a room that you can get this beautiful light. Now, anytime you're in a room, you also want to do this extra step. You want to look up because quite often we're sitting under overhead lights, you know, like down lights and it's sitting right over the top of you. And we all see this all the time, you know, where people have these big black bags under their eyes because the light's coming down right over the top. So Mm. you can get rid of that just by switching off the light. So if you've got no lights, no sound, no internet, no Wi-Fi, I'm just saying sometimes you're going to make a video and everything has gone wrong. How do you look good? Smile. (laughs) 
we all get uh, make videos and we get hooked up in the technology and trying to remember what to say and all that. And we forget to smile and smiling is so powerful. It is this gifted rapport building tool we were given when we were born and most of us forget to use it. Smiling is infectious. You can catch it like the flu. Someone smiled at me today and I started smiling too. Dr. Mm. Seuss, the great doctor knows all. So if nothing else, what smiling does, it literally lights you from the inside. Mm. So that's how you can get started. Oh, I'll just quick, quickly tell you lock off, how to lock off your camera. Mm. There's plenty of cheap little, um, I don't like carrying big tripods around. That's the other thing about using a smartphone-based kit is I call it Hollywood in a handbag. <laughs> you can have your smartphone, a little LED battery-powered light that's about the same size as a smartphone. You can have a couple of a little microphone like a Rode, R-O-D-E, Smart Lav, S-M-A-R-T-L-A-V. I've got no affiliation with them. I've used that microphone for... I don't know, maybe 2,000 videos works brilliantly using my smartphone. You can have that, and then uh, all you need is a way to steady the camera. Now, there are these little selfie sticks that now have tripods built into the handle. They're like the little the handle comes apart into three legs. They're brilliant. They're cheap as chips. You know, you spend about $20 on Amazon getting, getting one. So you can have it like in a little bag in your you know, in, in your handbag, you can have a, a, a Hollywood, like a TV studio. So if you don't have uh, one of these little tripods to steady your camera, uh, Bluetack, Bluetack is wonderful. So, you know, that's that stuff you stick, you know, posters to walls with. So most offices around the house, you'll find it. You can either wad it into a ball like the size of a little lime or something like that. And you can put your phone, wedge it in there and put it on a surface. And it's amazing. You can see you'll get it to stick to any angle or you can take four bits of blue tack, stick it to one side of the phone and stick your phone to a wall. Fantastic. Just don't do it over concrete. No guarantees with that. Uh, there's one that, that for the mechanically minded binder clips, you know, those big clips you hold, you know, paper together with like, uh, like a, an office report bulldog clips they're different names but you can use those and put two of them together it's a bit hard to see uh, unless you can see it but uh it's it, when when i do presentations it's the slide that gets the biggest laugh because everyone go no one has ever thought you could use binder clips but as you alluded to before my favorite is the takeaway coffee cup so those yeah. paper cups you turn it upside down uh, ask the restaurant wherever you are anything a scissors a knife you just want to gouge a slot in the top you put your smartphone in there it's a brilliantly stable location so then what about if you wanted to present standing up aha uh-huh. well then that becomes difficult because you know if you've got a co- coffee cup on a table it's a bit low all you do wherever you are if you've got a table and a chair is you put the chair on the table and then you find whatever you can a stack of books saucepan, whatever you can, you build it up to eye level, then you put your coffee cup with 
the uh, smartphone in the top. And there's one other, and this is my favourite because I'm a vegetarian, is the, the bag of lentils or the bag of beans. So you just get a bag of lentils or get a sandwich, get a little Ziploc sandwich bag and fill it full of lentils or rice or beans, only about a third full. You don't want to, you know, you want to leave it nice and, and spongy and movable. And it becomes like a little bean bag. And you mm. can put your smartphone in that and sit it anywhere you want at any angle. So there are so many ways. And again, this comes back to if you had this knowledge that you have a reason to make a video and you want it to get it to market quickly, if you've got a smartphone and these basic skills, you are way ahead of your competitors who are going to go, well, we need to make a video and we need to outsource. So could you book that in? Could we have a meeting about that? Uh, could we have another meeting? And then about six weeks later, you get the video back. This is why this is so powerful. It's people into action, conversing with their audience and making a difference. Absolutely. Can I ask um, another question as it relates to the simplification process? And I know you've just been doing um, this as it relates to storytelling and how how short can you get a really significantly impacting story? And I know you've um, you share some insights uh, through your book as it relates to the you know simple steps for storytelling. Can you share a little bit of what you've learned over uh, as it relates to that storytelling process, but also some of the learnings that you've had since you've been sort of making that that timeline shorter and shorter and shorter yourself? Yeah. So this. Uh... Everything is going shorter now. Now, first of all, I think we should uh, – people, I think, mistakenly say we've got short attention spans now. I don't believe that's true because you can put me in front of a good Netflix series and I'll be there for days. I don't have a problem with attention. <laughs> you know, it's about putting – what we now – we have so much choice Mm. And what we do is we continually move through until we find something that is tailor made for us because that where it's all about personalization. Now, everything you make, you've got to understand who your customer is, your client, and you've got to personalize the video for them. So now, but what we do have, it, uh, you know, is pe people's attention is very expensive. And so you've got to re be respectful of that. So longer content generally means that you're lazier. And I know this because in my start of my TV career, we made 60-minute documentaries all the time. And then about 10, 15 years ago, the idea of make, making 30-minute documentaries came in. You ought to have seen the foot stamp stomping going on. Mm -hmm. Sally, it was, we cannot make anything for an hour. You need an hour. Well, the half-hour programs came out, and honestly, in a lot of times, they were better. And so it started this process of things getting shorter and shorter and then YouTube videos came along and now we're on TikTok and TikTok's been very instructive to me. It's worth going and having a look at. I mean, look at, uh, just go past all the dance videos and go to some education type videos because they've got a 15 second time limit. And there was a lot of ones that I've looked at in the video and camera world there and people are getting information across in 15 seconds. And I said, wow, it's really sort of like knocked me on the side of the head a, a bit. I go, well, okay, because I like short. I used to I used to recommend doing 60 seconds to three-minute videos, which, and look, there is no length on this. If the content is valuable and it's targeted to the right audience, people will crawl over broken glass 
to listen to as much as of this as as you have. So there's no right or wrong answer, but all but just understand that people's attention is getting shorter. So if you can make a lot of shorter videos at, which lead them to your longer content, that's probably a smart idea. So I started to look at, could I get it shorter than 15 seconds? So after the last month, uh, over the last couple of months, I just chose the arbitrary number of half of 15, roughly eight seconds. And I said, I'm going to make what I call eight second lessons. Now, I've done nine of them so far. And it, <laughs> the, they are hard because what I have to do is take a concept and make a lesson out of that within eight seconds. And then I turn those in, in into videos. And the amount of time it takes to shorten the, the message is incredible. But what it does is it makes you really think about, can I explain this in a better way? Have I got this down to the concept and the nub of what's out there? So, yeah, look, I've been making those. Uh, so there is no real length that you have to go for. But just understand that sitting and waffling is no good. No one's going to listen to you. Theodore Roosevelt, former president of the USA, I don't know when, he nailed it. Why is 100 years ago? He said, be brief, be sincere, be seated. So what he was saying is do a short speech, do it sincerely, and then get off the stage. And mm. if you apply that – I. I think everyone should have that tattooed to their index finger. So when they go to press the record button on a camera, they always see that as the last thing they see. It would be great advice. Absolutely. And um, from memory, I reckon that's also in your book, Get uh, Video Smart, with a couple of other stories, sequences of, of how that uh, transpires. Am I right? Yes, that's yes, that's 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 in there. Plus a ton of other stories. I love telling stories. That was from. I mean, that's just what happens when when you lead a polymath life. Uh, yes. You know, not 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 much happens of interest. You know, every month except one thing. But if you collectively collect those over over decades, you you end up with a war chest of great stories. Absolutely. So on that note, um, you've shared some incredible information with us today and we do have a few minutes left. So how can people get in contact with you? What's the best way they can reach out to you? Obviously, I've mentioned LinkedIn is a significant place where you, you are regularly sharing some of your practical tips and uh, uh, strategies, etc. Where else? Look, LinkedIn is my uh, is my social platform and love to meet you there. But really, my one stop shop is julianmather.com. So www.julianmather.com. That's it. Everything I do is comes out of there. Beautiful. And have you got one final tip um, to share with anyone or something that we we've missed that you want to make sure people are aware of? Oh, look, I would say, and it's this is a bigger, bigger context. It's uh, mm. because all this video stuff is based around change. And most people don't make video because they're not good at starting with change. I just want to tell you after my traveling for 25 years around the world, meeting uh, a lot of successful people from a lot of different areas of life, there was one commonality that I found, and that's where extraordinary people were ordinary people who do extra. And what I mean by that is we'd spend weeks with these people and you just notice they turned up early and they went home late. 
and consistently they have you know it doesn't matter what area you're you're in uh you can have great skill but if you're not willing to put the time into it and this happens with video as well uh you got to be willing to spend a little bit of extra time and uh you'll do well in this video game yeah, beautiful. And I think that'll just tie into that too. We had uh, Vin uh, here um, this week um, in Adelaide and he was sharing, um, he's a, a brilliant keynote speaker, and he was sharing for every minute he is on stage, he actually practices for two hours. That one minute is practice for two hours. And he's always inspired me because he's such a craftsman. So there's a, a, there's a level for us to find some craftsmanship in our planning and uh, and then our content, etc. Completely agreed. Yeah. I'll tell you, there is it, there is one other thing, and it's mm. is equally important that every that we are getting into this hundred year life now. We're all living longer, so even if you're sixty out there, you will be working longer. And video ties in in perfectly to this because it's an essential skill. The other essential skill we all have to do is learn how to learn again. We have mm -hmm. to learn, unlearn, and relearn consistently. But they never they chucked us out of school with a pat on the back and a good luck. And you know we sort of you know sort of stopped learning when we left school. So we yeah. have to get back in into doing that again. Beautiful. Thank you. That's And that's our opportunity is to be on that journey of continual learning, continual improvement, discovering the opportunities, discovering more of ourselves and creating more opportunities for us and our audiences. Thank you very, very much, Julie. And I appreciate everything that you've shared uh, with us today. Thank you so much. So next week, folks, we've got uh, Jessica Schubert uh, talking on leading the future. Now, she's a leadership expert that has a global experience on on team dynamics, uh, as well as helping organisation understand the team dynamics as it relates to multi-generational, multicultural and multi-locational aspects of uh, the way our business has changed now. So that's what we will have for you next week. Thank you very, very much for joining us. Again, thank you very much, Julian, and we look forward to seeing you next week, same time. Thank you very much, folks. See you soon. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us. I trust you got some inspirational tips to move you forward. See you next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern for more Success Secrets Exposed. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.